This podcast contains themes that some listeners may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. This is Anthems. Hi, I'm Kobe Premper, and your word for today is supervene. I'm an arts curator through my firm called Finn Studio. Before we get going, though, I'd love to take this opportunity to let you in on a secret. Here it is. A curator is just the art world's go-to description for a project manager. Curators build relationships and they negotiate. And we try not to get too upset when those negotiations or relationships sometimes break down. We need to be able to carry out a vision, but also be prepared to be an emotional punch bag. To some, we are the devil incarnate, that necessary evil who believes in their own assumed air of superiority. To others, it's a role to aspire to, a dream job of pure creativity, art openings and glamour. But being real, we are just project managers. Don't get seduced by fancy names. Curators sit at the business end of making sure creative projects happen. Last year, I curated a show at London Saatchi Gallery called Sweet Harmony. Working alongside the gallery's director, Philly Adams, we created a show that celebrated rave culture in the UK and around the world, and it was an incredible moment in my life. Not because we reached millions through people gramming shots, or because it was one of the most popular shows in the UK last year, but really because that exhibition was the result of so many supervening moments upon supervening moments upon supervening moments in my life. I was introduced to the word supervene by one of my closest friends, Leon Jean-Marie, a composer, singer and artist. He explained to me the word when inviting me into his project of the same name. Supervene means something that occurs as an interruption or a change to an existing situation. Supervene is a mid-17th century word which became most popular in the 1850s, but at a time like now, where so much of the usual way of doing things occurring needs interruption, supervene is becoming relevant again. Supervene means to me that moment that causes a transformation, an interruption, a change. Before I was a curator, I worked in law. To some, lawyers are the devil incarnate, a necessary and expensive evil. They do the job that others think they can't do. Lawyers often build, sometimes destroy relationships, and they negotiate. They sit at the business end of making things happen. Draw whatever parallels I'm hinting at for yourself. So how did I end up being a curator? How did I throw off the shackles of wanting just to please my parents by doing a quote-unquote professional job? What was my moment of complete transformation? When was my supervening moment? The French general Charles de Gaulle famously asked, how can you govern a country like this that has 346 varieties of cheese? Well, how can I talk about a supervening moment when I'm pretty certain I can name 346 examples of different supervening moments in my life? Looking at other contributors to this incredible podcast series, I can see inspirations that led me on my path. In the mid-90s, Andy Oliver presented a late-night TV show with rapper Ice-T called BPM. I was in my early teens, and she gave me an access to new sounds coming from America, 
opening my ears to a hunger for and interest in underground scenes and movements. Later on, during my university years, me and my mates would go to a night called Blacktronica, run by Charlie Dark, another contributor to this podcast. His nights in the early noughties were held at the ICA. We were young students raving in an art venue down the road from Buckingham Palace, listening to sick beats and trying to memorise songs to play at after parties long before Shazam came along. But if I had to be really strict with you, a defining, supervening moment came on an entirely different dance floor at a sweaty house party, which kicked off at 3am and didn't finish for most of us until the weekend ran out. There, at that party, I ran into one half of a sisterhood twosome that interrupted my life with their weirdly placed accents and their oddly constructive lives. These two sisters opened my heart and my mind to what was possible for me when I live in the moment, when I take away all the rules and judgments I caused for myself and just be. So let's back it up again. I was raised in a part of South London where Stephen Lawrence was murdered. He was 19, I was about 12. So during all those years to come of experimentation, branching out and socialising, I lived under a cloud of, I am not safe. Stephen's murder was a supervening moment. It interrupted my comfortable, happy existence into one where a walk down my local high street was subconsciously or consciously one of feeling threatened. I couldn't venture out late because my parents would be fearful that I would have met the same fate as he did. And every time I was spat at from a car window or chased when coming out of the train station, I am not safe was the default conversation in my brain. That painful tweezer pluck of racism is so sharp, so immediate, so familiar to all of us, and it has its own effects on each of us. I would say... I can finally see, I am able to admit that this entire experience made me play small. I would raise the tone of my voice, make it softer and take on received pronunciation because being I am not safe meant I need to make sure that you felt safe around me. I would shy away and hide behind other people's jokes and until later on in life hide almost all my own feelings and opinions because I needed to be safe and that need for safety became suffocating so suffocating that I couldn't really live with it anymore by which I mean I really didn't want to live anymore and for anyone out there that feels suffocated for whatever reason feel free to get in touch with me or with someone do not suffer in silence I got lucky though, I was suffering in suffocation, but those sisters that I was telling you about worked at tackling my cocoon. They introduced me to another way of thinking, which immediately made me feel even more unsafe. But it's there in that discomfort that I discovered a truer sense of myself, a love and generosity for others that I hadn't had since I was a child, since before I was 12. And you can see that love for others in everything that I do now. When I curate, I come from a discovered purpose of celebrating community and togetherness. 
community and togetherness is at the heart of everything I do. Living a life where I don't feel safe is so prevalent in the black experience. But on the flip side, living a life for others is so reflective of what the black experience is all about. We are a proud community of creators, givers, providers and carers for ourselves, our families and others. The black experience is not one of pain to me, though we have experienced pain. To me, the black experience is something of inspiration through perspiration. And in each of your experiences and mine, we have the power to inspire and interrupt the usual course of behaviour. And it's that level of responsibility that I hold, not with a heaviness, but with a distinct feeling of pride. When I curated that show in the heart of Chelsea at Saatchi Gallery, where the power of music was celebrated for the way in which it brings people from every background together, that was supervene in action. We retold the story of house music through the eyes of black people and women, when before that story had been otherwise whitewashed and retold through a male gaze. We started the story of raving in the UK by talking about Soul to Soul and Jazzy B. We open a series of parties that we held at the gallery every other week with Fabio and Groove Rider, black British trailblazers. And we included references within the exhibition that drew parallels between Quato music, the South African house genre, and drill. We brought the underground to the heart of Britain's leading contemporary art museums. As curators, we have a responsibility to challenge mainstream narratives and to open people's hearts, minds and ears to the beauty of all creative endeavours. And with the pounding beats of music reverberating around King's Road when we celebrated house music, garage and techno, we interrupted the usual course of behaviour in Chelsea, just like Blacktronica did at the ICA all those years before. So to Andy Oliver, to Charlie Dark, to Natasha Benjamin, all the other incredible contributors to this podcast, and all of you out there creating and interrupting, I want to say a profound thank you. Keep going. You are up to something. You are the change we need to see in the world. You are someone supervene. Supervene. Definition. Verb. To occur as an interruption or change to an existing situation. If you've been affected by the themes in this podcast, check out the episode description for information, resources and support lines.